Is it June yet? A storied CFL franchise. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. With a loyal and passionate following. We finally can say we're champions. Bring it back to the seat of champions. This is the show that brings you the stories and personalities of the green and gold. Yeah. This is the Eskimo Show. Now your host, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. So, Nichols under center again. One more crack from one yard out. This time he'll give it to Andrew Harris, and he's got his first touchdown of the season. Lightning in the area. Okay, game's delayed. There we go. We're right. under a delay now. And I believe play has just been called in here at Commonwealth. And Weston Dressler will pin this one at the 34 for Justin Medlock, who's hit from the 30 already tonight. Ball is down. Kick is up. And it's good. Bombers take a 14-0 lead. We're two minutes into the second quarter of play. First attempt of the game for Sean White. David Beard to snap. To Jordan Lynch, who pins it. There's the kick. And... It's up and through, and the crowd gives a nice cheer to the Eskimos as they get on the board on the final play of the first half. Nichols will drop back, looks to the left, looks to the end zone. He's got Adams there. Touchdown, Winnipeg. Darvin Adams with the reception, and from about the 21-yard line, the Bombers add a touchdown, and the lead grows. Kick is up, and it is through, and Sean White gets three more. 27-13, the Eskimos now trail. Sean White continues to be money for the Eskimos on the three-pointers. He hits another one. It's now 27-16. Ten and a half to go in the fourth quarter. First and goal from the two. Roddy waits and throws, and it's to the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Flags on the play. Darrell Walker with the reception. That's it. It's over. It was ten years in the making for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but they finally won a game at Commonwealth Stadium. 30-23, the final score. The Eskimos lose to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Hey, everybody, good evening. The Eskimo Show starts tonight with the head coach of the Eskimos, Jason Moss. Uh, Jason, thanks for doing this. You're four days removed from uh, the game on Thursday night, and I imagine you've watched the video an awful lot. Give me how things graded out after you've had a chance to look at it and studied a little bit. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, a, a two games in a row. I mean, we started off fast in one game, finished slow. In this game, we started off slow and finished fast. And, um, you know, if we would have put the first half of the first game the other game and the last half of this game together we probably don't get beat by anybody in our league and then you put two halves together like we did to start games we probably don't beat anybody in our league and so more of just consistency on both sides of the ball I think we're definitely capable of playing better we will play better but ultimately that game came down to a slow start not making plays at the beginning and then not making enough at the end to, to ultimately come out with the game. You had the good finish. Is that a good sign, or does it all depend on how you start next week? Part of it, I mean, <laughs> consistency would be better. I mean, that's what I told our, our guys on our offense. I said, you know, if, if we would have played average for two of those quarters and not brutal, we'd probably win both of those last two games. And, you know, you just can't do that. So, you know, I, I, feel, I feel like our team is more like the team that started the Hamilton game and finished the Winnipeg game than the latter. Uh, but in order to prove that, we've got to go out there and do the job. And uh, what I do love about our, our organization and our team is they don't they fight to the end. I think both games came down to a last drive. If we could, we had an opportunity in that last drive to win both games and um, just didn't make it happen. But 
our focus and our um, ability to rebound from bad stuff is, is tremendously high. And I just feel like if we just do some stuff better uh, through the game and better through the week, we just won't put ourselves in those bad spots anymore. It sounds like you don't like what's going on, but you're happy with the way the team's handling this adversity that they're facing a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, no one's excited about three losses, particularly three losses at home. Um, you know, it's just it's just one of those things you have to deal with. And what do you do, hang your head and not work? No, I mean, our team's about working hard and about dealing with things, and they deal with it head on. And no one here is hanging their head. Everyone understands that we got to be better in order to win games, and our focus is more on that. Um, you know, we've got to be better in all three phases in order to win games. And, you know, it's, it comes, and that's everybody. I mean, everyone, if, if it was one person, it'd be easy to make changes. It's not any one person that's making mistakes. We're all taking our, our turns making the mistakes, and sometimes they're critical, sometimes they're, no one notices them. But at the end of the game, that might have been one of the six plays that determined the outcome of the game. And I think that's what we've seen over the last two games is the lack of focus through 60 minutes, it might only been one play for one guy, but that was the play that could have determined the outcome. What does your defense have to do to be better? Uh, communicate better, bottom line, compete, make plays. And, um, you know, I feel like, you know, there's times where they're very good. And when they communicate, they get after people, they're, they're a tough group. But when they have the lack of communication problems and the plays are there to be made and they don't make them, that's tough. The other thing we need to do, I believe, is you know get people into second and long situations. I think that's what you saw in the second half of the Hamilton game is they were in second and long a lot more than they were in second and medium and, and another first down. So anytime you make an offense convert second and longs in this league, they're going to be off the field a lot quicker than, they, than they'd like to be. And so more of that, so that goes to competing on first down better and doing a better job. But Ultimately, the plays are there to be made. We just got to hunker down and make them when they're there. So you can play a pretty good football game, and it comes down to four or five plays that are physically there to make. And if you don't make any of those five, it's tough to tough to play defense. So I think that's more than anything. That's our focus: is when the plays are there to be made, make those damn plays. Obviously, a tough challenge too with Ottawa. It's a good offense, putting up a lot of points right now. Yeah, no question. I mean, they're one of the top offenses in our league. Um, you know, they're playing at home. You know, they're, they're a confident group. I know that. You know, having coached them before, you know, we're going to have our hands full. But if our guys go in with the mindset that they're going to shut them down and make plays when they're there to be made, communicate well, we'll hold our own. No question about it. And, you know, that's the focus. It's the focus to do that for 60 minutes, and I'll, you know, feel very good about the outcome of the game. Yeah, Nate Kuhorn back out of practice today, which obviously good news. Devin Bailey as well, who's been out for a long time. Nice to, to get some guys back, especially Nate, who's an experienced uh, veteran. Yeah, I mean, Nate's definitely, I mean, he's a starter for a reason on our offense. And when he's out, you know, you have two other guys that need, need to step up. And, you know, that's... Um, Easier said than done at times. We're obviously a better football team when Nate's in there, if you ask my opinion. But I, I definitely still have faith in the guys behind him. But like I said, when a guy's a, a starter, he's a starter for a reason. And, you know, you'd like to play with 24 guys that start the season and end the season with them because, uh, you know, continuity makes you better. So, um, and then Bailey coming back has been is great seeing him out here and Konar coming back. You know, we've got some guys that, you know, we were counting on at the beginning of the year to be a integral part of what we do, and it's nice to see them back on the football field. Uh, Matt O'Donnell not out today. Any concern about him for this weekend? No, I mean, he's been doing this last two weeks. I mean, he's got an injury, you know, you know, a little chingered up that he needs to take some time off, and we allow him to do that because he's a vet and he understands how to play the game, and he ultimately has played every single snap of the last two games, even with his, with what he's dealing with. 
There you go. That's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss after practice today talking about the Eskimos situation, about uh, the defense, about the consistency, about the injuries, and uh, about heading to Ottawa to play the Red Blacks on Saturday. The Eskimos uh, will kick it off in Ottawa 5 o'clock Saturday afternoon. We'll have the pregame show for you, brought to you by Challenge Insurance Group at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon as the Eskimos go on the road. A rare road game uh, in the uh, first portion of the season. They opened up with four of five at home. Hasn't worked out too well, has it? Three losses at home, which is another interesting stat that the Eskimos have put up this year. Uh, they uh, they beat uh, Saskatchewan in overtime, but they have lost those other three. Two Ottawa, two Winnipeg, and two Hamilton. Coming off uh, two straight losses, they'll head to Ottawa. Uh, the Red Blacks also have lost two straight, uh, so they're in desperate straights right now as well, trying to get back on track. They've got a bit of a, dare I say, Bit of a quarterback controversy brewing in Ottawa. We'll talk to A.J. Jakubek later on in the program about that. We'll check in with Ottawa and see. They've also got some injury issues, especially in their defensive backfield uh, for the game on uh, Saturday. So we'll talk to A.J. about that and get the latest news of the day from practice today for the Eskimos. Uh, Nate Kuhorn back on the field, which is uh, great news. He missed two games with a concussion. Uh, Devin Bailey has been out for a long time. Uh, He was back today as well. Matt O'Donnell did not practice, but as you heard the coach say, not an issue for the game on Saturday. Lots more to go on the show tonight, including checking in with our football analyst, Blake Dermott. We'll do that in 60 seconds when we return on The Eskimo Show on 630 Chet. This is The Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. I hope your fingers are crossed. As uh, we're going to try and get this going one more time and uh, try and bring in uh, Blake Dermott. Uh, Hey Blake, are you there? Sounds the same, Morley. Oh man, this is uh, this is not working. So hang tight, Blake. Uh, we're gonna put Blake back on hold, and uh, we're gonna switch gears here. We're gonna switch gears, and instead of uh, going to Blake Dermont, uh, we'll get we'll get a hold of him later. Uh, we're gonna check out a conversation I had uh, earlier today with Eskimos defensive back Cord Parks. Uh, Cord Parks, of course, uh, one of the guys in the defensive backfield, and that's been one of the issues with the team this year. Uh, they've given up a lot of yards. The defense as, uh, as a whole has given up a lot of uh, points, and I talked to. Parks today about just how frustrated it is for the team. There, there isn't a frustration level. Um, the frustration level is across the board, just completing games for everybody. So um, we're we're not pointing fingers. Um, Coach Moss is doing a great job of showing everybody the mistakes that they're making. So we're taking it individually and saying, okay, the plays that I need to make, make the plays, um, and make some of the ones people don't expect you to make. So, you know, with that, it's, it's no frustration. We just want to win. So the frustration is just on the losses as a collective group coming together, putting a full 60-minute game together, special teams, offense, and defense. Win cures a lot of things, right? Yeah, it does. But it also, you know, um, in certain cases, it also covers up a lot of blemishes, right? So um, I hate to say it, but we rather go ahead and let it show, fix it, and correct it so that later on down the line, when it's when it's when it's really starting to count, which is now, we you know we're making the corrections and and things aren't being shown. You know, I, I know sometimes when you're winning and going along, some things that you wouldn't usually, you know, you get a pat on the back for that you might have been doing wrong, and it shows up later in the game, and it's like, okay, well I've been doing that all season, so um, you know we're just able to see it and let's get it corrected right now. What's the major thing that has to get changed or that you have to do better as you go ahead? Uh, playing collectively as well, knowing uh, what the guy beside me is doing, um, knowing what the guy 
guy beside him is doing, communicating, you know, um, flying around to the ball, playing with some passion, um, you know, celebrating, having fun, you know. So these are things that we're we're constantly saying to each other, and it, it, it takes some time because it's, it's some continuity spots, right? Um, you know, me being a new guy to the team, um, the whole strong side, right? So uh, just getting some continuity there and getting some guys, some guys healthy for sure, you know, that can plug back in the spots that are, you know, a little bit seasoned. And even the guys that are in now, they're getting seasoned and getting the game time. So just taking that and, and, and really just, like you said, making assessment, being critical of the mistakes and making the plays that we're supposed to make. We're getting, you know, we're a quarter of the way to the season now, right? So obviously this can't go on no. much longer. No, it can't. And um, like I said, that's 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 the thing about it. We, we, we're, we're know, we know that we're a quarter in. Um, we're still in a very good spot, though. You know, um, I know it's tough for the fans, you know, um, seeing it, especially, you know, being here at Commonwealth. We want to establish a dominance at home. But as across the league right now, it, it, teams are taking it at home. But we want to change that here. So we, we, we want the fans to be patient. We're going to turn this thing around, definitely. I guess the good news is you're on the road this week, right? Yeah, we're on the road. Um, it's a new life. we we got to go out here and, and, and give Coach Moss what he wants. He's going back, you know, where he came from. And I, we want to we want to make him proud and, you know, uh, make the fans here proud and, and, and come back and do the same thing. Like you said, just keep the ball rolling. Build off of the positive stuff and um, just keep going. The corrections and adjustments you make this week going to Ottawa, obviously it'll be tested because they're they a good team offensively. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a sound team offensively. You can't make any mistakes with, uh, with you know, with Henry. He, he's, he's, I mean, he has more starts than some guys have total defensive player starts. So, you know, with us knowing that, we, we got to keep things honest and, and, and do what we're supposed to do. So we're looking at that to, to give some give him some looks and, and play fast. We just want to play fast for our to the ball. If we can do that, nobody can beat us. And he looked a bit rusty this week, obviously coming back after not playing for a month. So he's a guy who's probably he knows Trevor Harris is waiting in the wings getting healthy. He's a guy who's probably going to want to play his best game too. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, and, and with us, like I said, we're always looking at our chops to let our D-line go off and, and, and eat. You know, they are a quarterback's worst nightmare. So we have to do our thing in the secondary to make sure that we're holding those guys to be able to get those guys off so they can go and eat. And we know what happened the last time. You know, we let them off the hook and they were getting back there. We just got to cover for a, a, a fraction of a second longer so that those guys can get the sacks. Cord Parks, Eskimos defensive back, uh, talking to him today at practice about the, the, the defensive situation the Eskimos are in, and clearly they've got to make some moves, they've got to make some changes. Uh, they got to, more than anything, they got to play better. And as Jason Moss said, make a play. That's the key, make a play. They gave up uh, 441 yards in offense uh, to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, including over 300 through the air. They've given up uh, a lot of yards this year, especially when you look back the last two weeks in games against the perceived backup quarterbacks. I know, you know, Matt Nichols played pretty well. Jeremiah Masoli set a CFL record the week before, but there's still guys who at the start of the year weren't penciled in to be starters. Uh, well, Masoli because of injury, but certainly not Matt Nichols. So, you know, they're not even facing top-notch quarterbacks as of yet. They probably get one of those on Saturday in Ottawa against the Red Blacks when they go up against uh, Henry Burke. You're listening to The Eskimo Show on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. It's a marathon, you know. Seasons are seasons are long, but the main goal is to be one and zero this week. We know they came in here last time and took a game from us in overtime. You know, we we felt like we we left some things out there on the field, and that can be said for every week, win or lose. But right now, it's about being one and zero this week. And I say the same thing every week. It's not, you know, it's, there's there's no science 
no formula, no magic, no just hard work and, and be confident. Come in and execute. Don't shoot yourself in the foot and, and play football, especially on the road. I know it's been a funny with home teams losing this year, but, you know, it's, it's our next game, and I don't feel like that affects us moving forward. We have to be – we have to do what we need to do regardless to get out of there with a win. So, you know – Stop the bleeding or whatever you want to call it. We need to be one to know this week. No, nah, man, that guy's seen a lot in his 10 years as a member of the Edmonton Eskimos. That is a fullback Kelvin McCarty uh, talking today about the next step for the Eskimos, who are 2-3 and three right now. They've lost two in a row, and with a defense that's struggling, they're heading to Ottawa to play the, the offense that has scored more points than anyone else in the Canadian Football League. All right, are you with me? Here we go. Everyone out there, cross your fingers, because we're going to see if this will work or not, and uh, try one more time to bring in Blake Dermott. Hello, Blake. I hope this works. Uh, this is not working. This is not working. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, Blake, I think you have uh, at least temporarily been released for your, from your duties for this evening. Morley, I, I, I didn't know I was going to bring the show down technologically. <laughs> I, I... Uh, we might call you back. Blake, we might not. Just don't go to bed till 9 o'clock, old-timer. Thanks very much. Uh, that is uh, Blake Dermott, and uh, it's we got phone issues tonight, so we'll try and, uh, we'll try and work those out as we uh, uh, move through the evening for sure. Meantime, I'm going to have to do some talking here. We're going to have to go back and uh, uh, listen to some stuff from practice uh, today. The Eskimos, of course, back on the field today after four days off. Uh, they lost to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at home on Thursday night, uh, got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off field, uh, but not off from work. You can bet they were all in watching video and getting prepared for the next game, and that next game is against the Ottawa Red Blacks. It goes Saturday night, uh, 5 o'clock for the kickoff, 3.30 for the Challenge Insurance Group uh, pregame show. Once again, the news of the day today, Nate Kuhorn back on the field practicing. Uh, looks like he's good to go for the game on Saturday in Ottawa. Matt O'Donnell should be good to go as well on the offensive line. Uh, he did not practice today, but that's been the case for him uh, for the last couple of weeks. He's missed the early practices in the week, came back and practiced late in the week and played in the game. Also, Devin Bailey back uh, on the field as well. I don't, I don't think he's practiced since training camp, uh, but the Canadian receiver was back on the field today, so certainly that is uh, that is good news for him. Eskimos getting set to head to Ottawa. They got a lot of things to clean up. I mentioned that they uh, they had four days off, but uh, they spent a lot of time watching the video uh, of that game and previous games as well. Almondo Sewell talked today about what he saw when he watched the video. We didn't look that good, you know, especially on defense. We're getting, getting bumped off the ball, but, you know, um, it's just another ten time to get out here and take it out on Ottawa, I guess. So, I mean, you can't you can't keep blaming on new players, new systems, new everything. You know, we just gotta come together and just figure it out as soon as possible. Oh, we all feeling it. We all seeing it. So, you know, I mean, it's just a matter of time before we all put it together. Hopefully, sooner than later. So, just go out there on um, Saturday and just figure it out. What's what's gotta change? On what's gotta be better? Um. I think our preparation just a little bit more got to be a little bit better, actually, you know. We got to watch a little bit more tape, figure out who, what's, who's doing what, at least giving away the running pass keys and stuff like that. But for the most part, I mean, we're there. It's just balls is going so quick. <laughs> so You're a quarter of the way in now, though, right? The season, I mean, it's time to – you can't let this linger too much longer, right? You Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because, you know, like they said, uh, it's pro ball. You know, either you're going to do it or you're going to find somebody else to do it. So, it's plain and simple how it is. No gray areas between that one. Yeah. Ottawa's a tough team, too. That's right. Yeah, they, I mean, the number one offensive team in the league. So, I mean, we got a good challenge right in front of us. They got four receivers over there to catch a ball really good. I mean, so we got to go over there, get ready, just see what we got. 
There you go, Almondo Sewell uh, today at practice, uh, and rightfully so. You know, the Eskimos they're not, they're not in a great mood right now. Uh, uh, they're very concerned about what uh, has happened, and and they're uh, very concerned about trying to fix it more than anything. And as we heard from Calvin McCarty as we started this half hour, it's all about being one and zero at the end of this week. This week's game is the most important game. It's an old football phrase; it gets used too much, but it's the most important game of the season because it's the next game of the season. The Eskimos go to Ottawa. They lost to Ottawa week one of the regular season. That game pretty dramatic here in overtime. Uh, then they went on to win in overtime to, to get to one and one, but have uh, just not played well. Have, have not had that 60-minute consistent effort. They haven't been able to help each other out, on especially the offense and the defense. I mean, we've had games where, uh, you know, the offense struggles a little bit, has too many two and outs, which keeps, especially with the hurry-up offense, keeps the defense on the field too long. The defense defense gets worn out, and uh, start they start to put up points and start to put up numbers. And uh, my goodness, are you you got to figure it out, Bernard? In there, oh, you're a genius, Bernard. You're a genius. So uh, we might be able to get to uh, to Ottawa momentarily and talk with AJ Jakubic, and we might be able to track down. Uh, uh, Blake Dermott as well and talk with him a little bit uh, later on in the program and uh, yeah we've had some bad phone issues in here today. Uh, the board I think had did some funny things starting this morning with Bruce Bowie on his return. It was nice of him to come back and have all sorts of issues. So am I, am I doing it in here Bernard? You're going to do it over there? Alright so let's just say hi to AJ Jackovic. Are you there AJ? I am. How are you, Morley? Goodness gracious, I'm fantastic now. The phones are actually working. So uh, good, to, good to hear from you, AJ. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, let's cut right to the meat of the matter here for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Do we have a quarterback controversy in the nation's capital? Well, I don't think we've got a quarterback controversy until both of them are actually healthy. And when that happens, then I think we'll wait and see how Henry Burris is playing. Uh, here, here's what we know right now. Trevor Harris banged up. Uh, he's got a uh, strained MCL. He's got uh, a high ankle sprain. But he was jogging at practice today. He's not going to be playing this week. They're, they're going to give him this week off. He, he's got the bye. The team has the bye next week. But, you know, I, I would think that he's going to be pretty much ready to go after the bye week. And so for Henry Burris, this is a big game for him. It, it, I, I think... You know, at the start of the year, they anointed it as his team, and I think he is going to be the starting quarterback. But if he has a couple of bad games in a row and he was not very good last week, then all of a sudden it, it might change things a little bit. Maybe you come back with Hank after the bye week and you say, okay, well, it's a short leash, and, and if you struggle three games in a row, then, then Trevor Harris uh, is going to come in. But right now it, it's all about Henry Burris and, and performance because he made some bad decisions last week. Uh, he, he certainly was inaccurate on, on some of his throws, and he wasn't uh, the same Hank that, that we saw in training camp in the first half against the Eskimos, and certainly wasn't the same Hank we saw last year uh, when he won MLP in the league. Yeah, you got to cut him some slack, though, don't you? I mean, he played a half against Edmonton, then then got hurt with that weird injury off the snap, and then didn't play for a month and comes back probably a little early because of the injury to Trevor Harris uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, do you think there was? it was just a matter of rust and maybe just a matter of timing? And, and he's obviously got to be better this week, I would think. Yeah, and, and I think that's the issue. I mean, we, we've got to see if it, if it was just rust or – or if, if the finger is still bothering him. That, that's, that's the big thing. I mean, he, he's a proud guy, and he's a team guy, but, you know, he, he says that it's, it's healthy. And, and based on what we saw in practice, I, I think 
you know, I have to fully believe him. And, and to be fair, you look at the, the deep throw, the one deep throw that he threw in that game to Chris Williams, and it was inches from connecting and would have been a, a touchdown. So he, he's just got to probably feel the game a little bit better, and, and I'm sure he will be better this week. You're, you're right. It's, it's difficult when you get injured, and all of a sudden you come back and boom, you know, the, the lights are on, cameras are flashing, crowds in the stands, and it's, it's live fire. Uh, and and he was just a little bit off. His rhythm was off, and it affected the entire offense. So that, that's why, you know, some people are, are certainly rushing to conclusions, uh, you know, amongst the fan base. And, and I want to give him certainly more time, especially based on what he's done for this city and, and for this franchise. So let's, let's see how he does this week. And, you know, for Edmonton, obviously a real good front four. But, you know, the secondary, I don't have to tell you, it struggled, uh, you know, with some of the losses to the NFL and, and John Ojo uh, being out with that Achilles injury, uh, they've suffered. So if he has the same type of performance against what has been a reeling Eskimos defense, then, you know, I think there are going to be big questions going into the bye week. There's a lot of pressure on Henry Burris this week. You kind of alluded to it a little bit. Uh, you, you can say a lot of things about Henry, but one thing you can't say is he's, he's not a dummy. He, he knows. He watched Trevor Harris over the last four weeks and, and the numbers he put up and the way he played and the way the team played with him. He knows he's got to come out of the box pretty hot on Saturday. No question. Uh, to, for my money, Trevor Harris and Mike Riley have been the two best quarterbacks in the CFL. This season. Bully by Mitchell's played quite well also, but I mean, the, the rate that we saw Trevor Harris complete passes and just the efficiency that he had uh, was exceptional. So it looks like he's taken an even bigger step from, from last year where he was a first-year starter uh, with those 16 starts for the Argos and had pretty good success with a 9-7 and seven record. I mean, they beat Ottawa all three times and, and scored over 30 points in all three of those games. And so they saw firsthand what Trevor Harris could do, but he's taken it to a different level this season. So I, I think... Fascinating matchup when you look at both teams. I mean, a great cup rematch, but two pretty desperate teams, given the fact that they're both coming off the back-to-back losses. So uh, this uh, is setting up to be uh, a real big game for both these teams on Saturday. Yeah, sure. It's, it's kind of neat when you look at the, their their situation. As you said, they both lost two in a row, and both teams lost back-to-back games against backup quarterbacks as well. So uh, there's clearly some issues on uh, for both teams going into this one. Yeah, no question. And for Ottawa, I mean, that's kind of been the MO for them through uh, through three seasons. Is uh, they're 0-5 against teams that that start a quarterback for the first time in the CFL. Uh, they they lost three times in year one to Dan Lefevre, Jonathan Crompton, and Trevor Harris, who got his first start at the end of that season hmm. uh, at Rogers Center, and then back to back weeks, yeah, first CFL starts for for both uh, Mitchell Gale and Logan Kilgore and, and couldn't get it done. And, and both quarterbacks, both Gale and Kilgore, moved the ball quite well. Um, both relied on their field goal kickers to kind of get a lot of their points. The Saskatchewan game, it was also one uh, punt block for a touchdown, which uh, which really helped that victory for the Riders. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a bend, but not totally break for the defense. Uh, they've only given up one touchdown in, in the last two weeks, uh, but they have given up a large chunks of yardage. And a big reason why the secondary has been banged up. Uh, Abdul Kaneh 
I don't think he's going to play this week. He was on crutches, crutches on a Sunday night uh, in a walking boot today. Rick Campbell hasn't ruled him out uh, for this weekend, but, I mean, he's a CFL all-star. Jerome Gavins is definitely out, as is Tristan Jackson. So, you know, uh, that's two other players in the secondary that are, that are going to be out, and Gavins an Eastern all-star last season. So there's going to be a shakeup in the secondary. You'll see Mitchell White. You'll see Jermaine Robinson. You'll see John Boyette. Uh, Amon Claiborne, who's been an impressive rookie, will, will likely play. Uh, Forrest Hightower will play, and then you know, we might see Jonathan Rose as well, who, who of course started in that first game uh, against the Eskimos. So it's going to be a younger group, a more inexperienced group uh, this week with the Eskimos face. And uh, I mean, if Hank is on, I think we're going to be seeing similar type game to what we saw in the uh, in the opener, where you know maybe both secondaries are a little overmatched by uh, by the quarterback and receiver combos because I think. Edmonton's probably got the best one-two receiver combo in the CFL, and I think Ottawa's probably the best one through four. So we could see a lot of points put up if these secondary struggle. Uh, going back to your quarterback point, I guess a, a shrewd coaching move by Jason Moss would be to start Jordan Lynch then, right? <laughs> exactly. I actually joked about that earlier this week. So uh, that, that might be the worst thing for, for Ottawa. But, uh, no, I think they'll have their hands full Don't think that's going to happen. Mike Riley and, and Interesting enough, I mean, this is the only team Ottawa hasn't beat at home in, uh, in, in year three. Of course, they, they hadn't beat the Eskimos, period, until week one of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, they beat all the other CFL teams at home except Edmonton. So we'll see if they can uh, finish that job. Of course, the road teams have dominated, as you know, morally across the board. And, and Ottawa, I mean, 0-1-1 and in their first two at home. So I, I think that they're going to want to certainly give a better performance in front of the hometown fan. How's, uh, how's Nick Grigsby, and, and why do the Red Blacks have so much trouble with running backs staying healthy? <laughs> Great question. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give Marcel Desjardins a lot of credit because he's found some guys. I mean, going back to year one, Siobhan Walker got hurt. And then uh, so they brought in D.J. Harper, who got hurt. And then they brought in Jeremiah Johnson, who got hurt. Then they brought in Jonathan Williams, who was fantastic, had a 175-yard rushing game uh, against Winnipeg, and then he got hurt. So it, it was week after week after week. Last year was a little more stable. Uh, Schwan Walker just lost his job to Jeremiah Johnson, who then got injured, which allowed William Powell to play the last third of the season. And I honestly thought, I mean, William Powell was Ottawa's best player in the Great Cup. He was the leading rusher in the CFL the last third of the season uh, when he played. And I thought... If you were going to say at the start of the year, who's going to be Ottawa's MOP? I thought it was going to be William Powell. All around back. Thought he was going to lead the league in rushing. Guy who could uh, catch balls out of the backfield. Certainly a good pass blocker. He was uh, just a, a great all around back. And I thought he was poised for a huge season. Tears his Achilles in preseason, done for the year. So then they bring in Trayvon Van, who struggled the first game, but really started to look like. Like he was going to be a pretty good running back uh, in game number two against Montreal. He had about 100 yards in the first half, and then boom, he goes down with a foot injury. Uh, he's close. He's running. He's practicing. Uh, I don't think he's far off, but uh, Nick Grigsby's done a pretty decent job coming in here. Uh, of course, you would know him well from being part of the Eskimos Great Cup team, although uh, he was basically on the sidelines for that. But nonetheless, uh, a guy that's just come to work, he was selling. He is in the off season. Uh, 
in uh, in Florida in the Fort Myers area and was, was doing pretty well. He was telling us he was a top 10 salesman in the country for Kia, so yeah. took a pay cut to come back up. A big one, had, too. Yeah, absolutely, because he had passion for football. So uh, came back up, and he, he's been pretty good, better every week. Uh, he's been pretty good north-south, and, you know, I, I don't think they can complain about what they've got out of Nick Grigsby. So you have to give uh, Marcel Desjardins a lot of credit. I mean, Grigsby's a guy, obviously, they saw before, but, you know, to find some of these other guys, the Trayvon Bands and the William Powells and, and you know, uh, guys that, 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 that he found before, I mean, he just seems to keep finding these guys that, that can produce. So that, that, that's a real positive. That's probably the least productive running back that they've had was Siobhan Walker, and he lasted – Hmm. about a year and a half here before they finally let him go. But just too much dancing at the line of scrimmage and not enough power running. And beyond that, they've had some pretty good running backs here. All right. Uh, A.J. Jakubik, uh, play-by-play voice of the Red Blacks. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. We'll see you on Friday. Always a pleasure, Morley. Look forward to it. Talk to you then. All right. That's A.J. Jakubik. Uh, Play-by-play voice of uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks. And, of course, the Eskimos in Ottawa on Saturday to uh, play the Red Blacks. Keep your fingers crossed, everybody. When we come back, we're hopefully, hopefully going to talk with Blake Dermott. This is the Eskimo Show on 630 Chet. This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. Uh, we're back. It's 8.52. we got about five or six minutes to spend with Blake Dermott, we hope, as uh, we welcome him in now. Blake! Morley. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I never thought I'd be so happy to hear your voice. Uh, Morley, thank- we spent so much time on the intros, we got like three minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, it's been wild in here tonight. I thought I was going to have to talk for the last half hour all by myself. <laughs> Nobody wants that, believe me. Uh, all right, I'm going to go back when we first tried to make contact with you about half an hour ago uh, and ask you the same question. Everybody I talked to today, not everybody, but a lot of guys I talked to today on the defensive side or talking about the defensive side with, with head coach Jason Moss, they talked about communication. We've got to have better communication. Can you explain that? Well, I was, I was starting to say that everybody's responsible for a, a piece of grass. And on that piece of grass, you have a job to do. But your job... Um, is dependent on the guy to your right of you, the guy to the left of you, and possibly the guy behind you doing their jobs as well. So if you have to be able to talk to each other so that everybody's going to be doing the same job at the same time, and, and if that doesn't happen, what, ends up, what guys have a tendency to want to do is to start think, not having confidence in the guy beside them, so they're starting to worry about his job and his own job. And, and when, you're, when you're not doing your specific responsibility, you start worrying about everybody else's then you don't get your job done. And when you've got 12 guys on the field, literally you have to have, worst case scenario, you have to have at least 10 guys doing the right thing on every play. But when, when you see plays go uh, like busts that have been happening with that defense, there's probably six or seven guys not doing the right thing because of either lack of confidence in what the guy's got to do beside him, they, they're not communicating well enough, so, the guy, so you believe that he's doing what he's supposed to do, or they're just inexperienced. I didn't get the call. I didn't hear him telling me, so I thought we were doing something else. So, and and that, that, you see that really, uh, uh, it's, it's really prevalent on the offensive line when you've got to play so closely to guys, but on the defense when there's a little bit of space between players, like you've got five to seven yards between a corner and a halfback, you have five to seven yards between linebackers. It's easy for communication breakdowns to happen. When you're playing on the line position, you're only a yard away from the guy, so it's easy to talk. 
So those are the things that they have to learn. And when you've got so many new faces in that secondary, with five new guys that are in starting positions, five new guys out of 12, almost half, you've got to be able to learn to have confidence in the guy beside you and you have to have confidence in your own abilities to be able to execute your responsibilities. Is the only way to cure that is with reps? Yeah, I think, and 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 there there are certain things and drills that you can do, uh, and especially when plays are called, that you echo them in practice, so that when 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 somebody gets a call, everybody's got to yell it out, and then it's got to come back to you. So you got to echo that play, and and you know I'm, I'm sure that it, these are things that the guys have been doing since they you know started playing football, but. But still, it's it's having belief in what that call is, right? I mean, you, you've got to get in your playbook. You've got to know what a, what a certain call is. So when, when you hear that, it's this responsibility. And I still think there's some of those breakdowns as well because the, the toughest thing about football, football is no different from one team to, an, uh, to another. When you look at CFL offenses or CFL defenses, very seldom do you see groundbreaking differences between teams. What you see is difference in terminology. So you go from one team to speak in French, to the next team to speak in German, to the next team to speak in Greek. So you have to learn new languages. Mm-hmm. It's the same stuff, same techniques, ninety percent of the time that you've that you've learned ten years before. But it's learning the terminology, and that's the most difficult thing that guys have to learn. Uh, Blake, if we could have had this conversation a half an hour ago, it would have been uh, beautiful. It also would have been much longer. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're out of time. Sorry for wrecking your night tonight, but thanks hey, for hanging no, around. No problem, Marley. I just love to hear your voice over and over and over oh. again. To get older. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Dermott. Uh, thanks, Blake. We'll see you in practice. Thanks, Marley. All right, uh, that's uh, Blake Dermott. We, as I said, we would have talked to him longer. We had some bad phone issues tonight. So uh, we're just going to forget about this one. As the football players like to say, we're going to flush this one uh, and uh, get ready for next week's show. We'll be back. Hopefully we're talking about a win in Ottawa against the Red Blacks. Tough night, everybody. Thanks for sticking in with us. Uh, We're going to head to the newsroom uh, now. Don't forget Eskimos and Red Blacks Saturday, 5 o'clock kickoff, 3.30 for the pregame show. I'm going home to bed. Good night, everybody.